Today we talk about 10 New Year's resolutions for your marriage. Hi, my name is Trina Glines, and this is Elevate Your Marriage and Life podcast. This podcast is for those who want to create happiness daily, even among the chaos that marriage and family life will bring. Get ready to elevate your marriage and life today. Happy New Year's. I hope you had a fantastic Christmas, and I hope you're looking forward to New Year's this Monday. This is Trina Kleins, and you are listening to Elevate Your Marriage and Life podcast. So I am going to share with you today 10 New Year's resolutions, marriage goals, however you want to say it, that you could implement into your life. Now, you can pick a few of them. You can pick one of them. You can pick all 10 of them. But I encourage you to do something. That's that's kind of my... Uh, big go-to and platform is we need to be doing something to nurture our marriages, something to put our marriages as a priority and at the forefront when often they get put on the back burner and then we wonder why we're not really happy. So we here's 2019 is coming. You have the opportunity to, you know, reset some goals that maybe you've had in the past, but they've kind of dwindled away or be like, okay, I'm, I'm going to try something new. I love this. I found this on online. It says, the new year stands before us like a chapter in a book waiting to be written. We can help write that story by setting goals. We can help write that story by setting goals. So that's what I'm going to encourage you today is you are in charge of your love story. You get to write your love story. That's so cool. But you have to choose to do it. It's not going to happen on its own. We have to be intentional and do it. And why should we? Why should we really spend energy and time here? For me, the number one reason why is this is the greatest gift you can give yourself and your kids is a husband and wife is parents that love each other. It's the greatest gift. If if you are finding yourself in a place that you aren't feeling joy and happiness, at least daily, even if it's just little tiny pieces, then you need to do some revamp. You need to do some looking at it and you know, 2019 is just around the corner. You can start anew. Does it need to be perfect? No, it won't be perfect. There's no such thing as perfect. But often what stops us is even stepping forward because we don't know what to do. And it feels like it's too big. Well, fear never helped anybody. Okay, you need to push through that fear. Let that fear be a motivator instead of keeping you frozen in your steps. You need to do something about it. And if you have a really good marriage, yay. And I encourage you to make sure there is something on your New Year's goals that is about your marriage. Please, 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 please. Okay, so I'm going to give you some ideas. So here are 10 things you can do um, you can set goals for for the new year. The first one, knowledge. 
knowledge. Did anybody teach you how marriages work and think or how marriages are going to work? How men and women work and think? Did anybody teach you that? Now, most of us, well, I have yet to have anybody answer yes to that question yet, which is pretty pathetic. I've asked hundreds, probably thousands of people now. Nobody's answered yes. So we need to understand how men and women think, how marriage relationships work. How does this connection of two totally different people come together and actually work out? So I'm going to give you some ideas on some books you can read. Um, there, so I'll just kind of give you a, sh- a short list and a little sy- synopsis of how I feel about these books. So there's two books for women only and for men only by Shanti Felton. If you go back, you can listen to a podcast that I did with her. And these are really easy to read books and they're a lot of fun. Okay. So you would read, you know, for women only, he would read for women only or for men only, excuse me. And you're basically reading about how your spouse works and thinks. And you can actually do it opposite first. So I could choose to read um, for men only first. And that is going to be about me. And I can put, you know, notes in the tab. I can highlight things. Then when I swap books with my husband, I'm giving him a personalized version of it. So that is a fun way to do it. But it, those are really awesome, simple to read books. They also are on Audible. Then there is the book Love Sense by Dr. Sue Johnson. This book is very much more scientific. Um, it is the, the research, science research on connection and how to be securely connected. Um, she has EM, EM, emotional focus therapy, EFT therapy. I had to think there. EFT therapy. Um, this book is awesome. I love it so much, but it is a little deeper. So if you need something a little lighter, I would go with for men only, for women only. But Love Sense, if you're ready to dive in and understand um, connection and the, the need we have as humans to connect, what that looks like, how to discover your primary emotion instead of always reacting with your secondary emotion, Love Sense is incredible. That's by Dr. Sue Johnson. Um, A fun book I just read, it's called The Submissive Wife by Laura Doyle. Um, It's not what you think it is. The title kind of gives it a a weird feeling. It's basically, for those of you that have listened to my podcast, it's basically releasing the intense woman. And it's a really great book. I love that. Um, You've got John Gottman's book, Seven Principles for Making a Marriage Work. I mean, that's just a staple for marriage relationships. And then you have His Needs, His Needs and Her Needs by Willard F. Harley. He also has Love Busters. Both those books are really great. Now, I need to give a word of warning right here. When I give recommendations for books, if your husband is not on board to read a book, that's okay. All right. It's all right. You do your part. You work on your part. And when you pick one of these books to read, look at your part only. If you go read John Gottman's book and start reading like my man's not doing that and he's not doing that and he's not doing that and he's not doing that, you're going to come away more ticked than before you started reading it. 
relationship books can backfire. They do backfire. You have, you only have control over one part. That's your part. You have zero control over his. You need to concentrate on your part. So I hesitantly, you know, give recommendations only because of that. If your husband's not on board to read with you, um, then you need to make sure you're concentrating on your part. Even if he is reading with you, you still have to concentrate on your part. And I want you to tell him that. I'm going to concentrate on my part. You concentrate on your part. And don't be like picking out each other's parts all the time in a critical way. There's a way to do it that you're able to have open communication. Yeah, when this happens, this is how I feel. And you can talk about it in a healthier, healthier way than blame. Okay, so the first one is read get some knowledge. Okay. Um, and those are some ways you can do it. There's programs out there, um, that you can, you know, you can do together. I know lots of retreats. I mean, there's, there's so many things you do not have to pave this path alone. And I believe a marriage, we are never done working on our marriages. There's too many maneuvering parts all the time. So this is, this is a continuum that you will constantly be working on your part in your marriage. All right, number two, number two, date night. Once a week, once a week, ladies, you need to go on a date. And I hear all the excuses. I hear them all the time. (sighs) Okay, I get it. I get it. If you have lots of little kids, it's hard to find a babysitter. Then you plan a date when they're in bed. Or you have a girlfriend who's in the same stage of life as you and you swap kids. I know girls that they watch their girlfriends every Friday night and every Saturday night they their kids go to their girlfriend's house. And then you can even have dates at home if you want to. There is always excuses. Always. I can promise you this. If you can make date night a priority in your marriage. It's a lot cheaper than a divorce attorney. It's a lot cheaper than therapy. Now, I'm not saying that dating is going to prevent you from having all these different challenges in your marriage. That's, that's not true. But when we choose to connect with one another on a regular basis, you create a stronger foundation to be able to handle those trials that are going to come your way. When you date and have fun, when you laugh together, when you play together, when you spend time together, then when the hiccups come, because they will come, you have a stronger foundation between the two of you to handle it. And why in heaven's name would we stop dating after we get married? Dating's so fun. It's so much fun. And I really encourage you to be creative. There's so many great dating ideas that are cheap on Pinterest and stuff. You can go to Dating Divas. Um, She has so many great free content or you can you know, purchase some of her dating packages. I don't even know how it all works, but do something. But make sure you're dating once a week, some way, somehow, and stop with the excuses. Remember that you and your man came first. Someday, you and your man 
will be alone again when the kids are gone. You need to nurture that relationship. That's the most important relationship you can nurture. And the greatest gift you can give your kids is parents that love each other. How do we create that love? Through work. Dating is part of that. Choosing to put your spouse first is part of that. Giving time to your spouse. Okay? So dating. One time a week. Schedule it. Make it happen. Just just make it happen. I can't, I can't say that one enough. All right, number three, this is kind of a fun one. And some that, it's funny because some people think, oh, that's so not right to have this scheduled. But I think my podcast with Jay Parker kind of nixed that. It was awesome in the way she explained it. Schedule one night a week for sex. I'm going to encourage you to schedule one night a week for sex. And this isn't to replace having sex any other nights. <laughs> like, this is just have fun with this every Wednesday night, every Tuesday night, whatever, and just schedule it. No different than you schedule a date. Just like you would schedule a date before you got married. You scheduled the date. You didn't find that weird, right? Why That wasn't weird. So schedule sex once a week and then play off of it. Make sure that day you're texting each other. Have fun with it. Um, and and like I said, I encourage you, like if you have intimacy more often than that during the week, don't let that just be the only time. I don't want to give that feeling at all. But if you're not having intimacy regularly, then once a week is going to be awesome for you. Really great. And... Um, If you struggle in this area, if you struggle being connected to your sexual being, if you struggle with being intimate with your man and enjoying it, then make this your personal goal to work on this area in your life because sexual intimacy was created for husband and wife equally. And I I don't have time on this podcast to get into all the details on that one, but I encourage you to stop settling and DM me on Instagram and I will give you some references, some books, some places you can start to work on that area in your life. Okay. So the third um, New Year's resolution is schedule one night a week, one night a week for sex. Okay. Uh, Number four, Number four, hug and kiss before leaving the house in the morning and when returning. I am terrible at this. I'm so terrible at this. I'm always working. I'm always doing something when he comes home. And we've tried. We're trying to be better at this. So this is a goal I'm going to be setting that we really do. And it's not those pecs, people. Not those pecs. Those pecs don't do anything, right? You know the kiss I'm talking about, okay? This The kiss that is a connective kiss that it's like, oh, oh yeah, I love you, right? That's the kiss and hug I want. I don't want this little pecker. That that doesn't count. <laughs> like do a real kiss and hug every morning and every night and just see, just watch, do it for a week and see how it changes your, your feelings with each other. It's powerful. There's a reason for human connection. There's a reason for human intimacy. There's a reason God created kissing and hugging and being close like that to your spouse. So that's that's number four. Hug and kiss before leaving the house in the morning and when returning. Number five, work on your part. 
Don't sit and concentrate on your partner's part. Work on yours. We all have weaknesses because we're human, okay? What are some weaknesses that you have that you can work on strengthening? Pick one. Pick one and just work on that, okay? This is, this is a very personal one that I would encourage you to work on being a better you, a better version of you, and stop thinking, oh, if you would just do this, it'd be better. And then if you just did this, and if you just did this. And you, no, I want you to ask yourself, what can I do to increase the happiness in my life, in my marriage? What are some you know, things about myself that are weaknesses that I could strengthen? Okay, so number five is work on your part. Find something you can work on for yourself. Number six, work on being a good listener. Okay, I did a podcast. Um, when I made it, it was podcast number 28, but the way iTunes does it, it all goes backwards. So go find my listening podcast. Listen to that. Every person needs to feel heard, understood, and validated. And being a good listener is a learned skill. Human nature is to talk. Human nature is to talk. Often we do pseudo listening where we're thinking about what we want to say to the person instead of really listening what the person is sharing. Being a good listener to me is just as important, if not more important, than learning how to communicate correctly. So I encourage you to work on learning how to be a better listener. It will benefit you, your spouse, and your family. It's incredible when you can learn these skills. So number six is work on being a good listener. Number seven, come up with a new activity that you can do together. I love this. This is this is kind of from His Needs, Her Needs. Uh, Willard Harley, I think was his name. Um, he just talked about the importance of couples having activities that they do together and he, when he is counseling a couple, he will often like expect them to spend so many hours together while he's in counseling with them. And it was, I don't remember what it was, but it was a lot of hours. <laughs> and he wants them doing active things together. And I think it's really important that we do that. And we don't do it enough. And we're stuck behind computers. We're stuck behind phones. We're stuck inside. inside um we need to get outside. We need to enjoy nature. We need to um, enjoy creating. We need to enjoy um, just something outside of our comfort zone. Okay? So come up with a new activity you can do together. All right? Um, let's see. I wrote on here, do it at least once a week or twice or once every two weeks. So some of them you might not be able to do once a week, but do it like every two weeks. And it doesn't have to be long, but pick something and do it. So I just wrote down some ideas, okay? Pickleball, super way easier than tennis, I think. <laughs> I played it a couple of times and it's doable because it's like kind of between tennis and badminton. And I'm like, I'm not good when a ball's coming towards my face. I don't do well. So this was much more doable because I love badminton. So pickleball, walking, just going for a nightly walk once a week, holding hands, walking, hiking, 
We personally live in the most beautiful area with such incredible hikes, and my husband and I never go. It's ridiculous. So we're going to work on that. Hiking, dancing, learning how to dance, right? Like fun. Do something different. Dancing, playing cards, playing games. Do a Scrabble night. Do something, a Scrabble night that you have to do sexual terms. <laughs> Whatever. Do something creative. Have fun with it. I put in tennis, snowshoeing. I had one of my girlfriends just tell me recently that her and her husband are going snowshoeing. I'm like, that's so cool. Um, ceramics. You can take a ceramics class um, with the just in your local community, as well as you can just get clay and m- do molding clay and make stuff out of clay. Do something creative. Painting, watercolors, something music. If one of you play the piano or do something with music, um, work out together. Work out together, I think, is a great idea. Yoga. Yoga is great together. Um, my husband and I have done this fascia rolling class together. We go to class. We're together for an hour doing this fascia rolling. I think it's just so important that we do spend some time together. Uh, my One of my sons is into uh, rock climbing and doing it more indoors at the kind of rock climbing gyms. And I when we went and saw the facility he was at, there was so many adults. I'm like, this would be the funnest activity with my man. I would love it. So rock climbing, biking, going biking. I We have a couple in our area who they go on a bike ride every single day. I watch them go past my house all the time. And they're an older couple. I think he's retired. And I think it's so cool. So important that we pick an activity that we like to do together. This is separate from date night. This is separate from date night. Make sure, you know, obviously it needs to fit with where you're at in raising your family. But pick something. People, ladies, we are meant to enjoy this life. And we rarely take time for it because we're so crazy busy with our multitasking. So schedule it in. I I love number seven. I think seven's a big deal. Deal. Big deal. All right, number seven. Okay, number eight. Okay, I'm probably going to get some crap for this one maybe. But I think it's a big deal as well. Plan a five-plus day vacation for sometime this year. So many excuses, so many excuses, so many excuses. And I get the excuses. We have been in times where financially we couldn't do it. Um, I didn't have anybody watch my kids. But this is one area in our life that I've been pretty strict about. There's been a few years that we weren't as good, but for the most part, I saw value in getting one-on-one time with my man, like, for days and get weekends away. Sometimes it would just be a weekend away, and, you know, I, I believe you should live by the three sevens. Three sevens is every seven days you go on a date. Every seven weeks, you get a night or weekend away. Every seven months, you get a five-plus day vacation. I'm a huge believer in that because my man and I came first before these kids. And there's no family if we don't take care of us. And what are we creating for our children if we're just being tolerant of each other? Vacations, I believe, are really important. You can do a stay vacation. Have the kids go to grandma and grandpa's. 
Um, swap with a friend. If you don't live by family and you have a friend who's same stage, swap with a friend. She's going to appreciate being able to have time with her man as well. So there it, where there is a wheel, there is a way. We didn't get grandparents off very rarely as babysitters. We had to pay for our babysitters. And I found I liked that even better. I had a college-age girl that would come in and stay at my house with my kids, who I knew really well, knew her family. And we would pay her to stay with the kids while we went on our vacation. And we just put it in the budget. You just have to budget this out. That's why I'm saying the beginning of this year, I want you to plan it. Plan it. Go do something. Please, you deserve to feel joy and happiness in this life. As a giver and adapter, as a woman, it's so easy for you to give and adapt everything away and take care of everybody else's needs before your own. But your man has needs and you do have needs. And resentment will just continue to build when you don't get those needs met. And one of those needs is feeling like you are his number one and that he wants to be with you and you are you are your first name. Like when we, when I had young kids at home, we'd go on vacation and like day two or three, he's calling me. I'm like, he's calling me Trina. I'm like, wow, yeah, I am Trina. I'm not just mom. I am Trina. Oh yeah, you're Jeff. Now I remember why I fell in love with you. Because when you're in parent mode and surviving life mode, you don't take time to appreciate this wonderful person you have dedicated your life to. You need that time. So I encourage you, plan a five-day plus vacation for this year. No excuses. Where there's a will, there's a way. Find somebody's cabin that's a family friend that you can go borrow and say you'll you'll swap them for cleaning something or what. There's so many ways. And I, I, I get a little bit frustrated with all the excuses. And what if you can't do five days? What if it's only three? Well, guess what? That's three more than you would have done, right? So don't compare yourself against the perfected version. If it's truly not feasible for you to do five days, do three, okay? I I cannot tell you enough. The women that I have worked with, um, especially my one-on-one clients who have the most strained marriages did not date nor spend any vacation together. They didn't vacation together. They didn't take time for vacations. Those are the women's marriages that were struggling the most. So I found that common theme there. I'm not saying this will solve all. There's still a lot of work we all need to do. But when you stop remembering and putting your marriage first and you two as a priority, then as women who are givers and adapters, we get sucked dry. We do. We just get sucked dry. All right, number nine. I love this one. This one is your potty journal. Potty journal or love notes. So I did this years ago, years ago. I should have got my journal out and read the date. Um, I came up with this for my man's, I want to say it was his birthday. And I went and bought a really nice journal and a pen. And I started keeping it in the bathroom because I had five kids, eight and younger. 
I never had time to like think about writing my man a note or reminding him that I love him and all these things. And I had this idea. I'm going, oh my gosh, when I sit down to pee, when I remember I need to go pee and sit down and pee, I'll just hurry and write him a note in the journal. So I started doing that. I would just, I, I gave it to him first with writing in it. And I wrote like, I don't know what birthday I gave it to him, but how however old he was, I wrote him those many things of what I love about him. And then I told him what this journal was and I explained it to him. And so as I started to write on it, it was fun because he would write little notes back sometimes, which was awesome. And then I've also done it a different way as well. I got little, you know, the sticky pad notes and I will be in the bathroom and I'll write love you or thank you for the date or you're so amazing. You did this so well. And I will just put it on the inside of the bathroom. So when he goes to the bathroom the next time, there's stickers. And he started doing that back to me. And like our bathroom got covered with them. It was awesome. It was so awesome. You sit in there and you read because it's like take advantage of that moment you have. (laughs) And so this is called the potty journal or love notes. If you want to do, you know, the little sticky notes or you could call them potty notes. (laughs) I just thought that was a creative way to name it. So I encourage you do that. It's a lot of fun. It doesn't have to be something that's always inconsistent, but I haven't got the journal out for a long time. It's in the bathroom um, where we keep like some magazines, but I just haven't pulled it out. And this is a reminder to me to, to go pull it out and leave my man a little note. All right. Number 10, number 10. So this may not fit all of you, and that's okay, and I hope you won't um, wipe all the rest off if this doesn't fit you. But if it does fit you, um, I, I hope you will feel the blessing of it. I would encourage you, number 10, to pray together. Whether you believe in God, whether you believe in a Heavenly Father, whether you believe in a higher being. Um, but marriage is hard. Raising a family is hard. And I find when we can humble ourselves and pray, take turns praying, and we hold hands, um, and we can listen to the intents of our spouse's heart as they share, that it can be a real connecting moment as well as a touching it can touch you. And I would encourage you, and I'm, I'm doing this because this is what I'm going to do. This is something I'm going to add to mine. Um, in your prayers, express appreciation for your spouse. Let them hear these appreciations. Uh, I really believe this will have the ability to draw you closer. Can you imagine you sitting there praying one night and your man is expressing to God, you know, three things he loves about you, how, how that would make you feel. Well, you're going to help him feel that same way by you choosing to do that. And I really do believe that we need, um, we need help in this marriage relationship. And if you're struggling in your marriage and there's things that you're trying to work on, pray about it. Pray with him. You know, Heavenly Father, we're really at a hard time right now and we would just love to have some some guidance and help our hearts to be softened, help us to be humble and willing to learn new perceptions and how to understand each other better. Like these, these words are powerful when said together, holding hands and praying to to a Heavenly Father who loves us. And that's my belief. He loves us. He wants your marriage to be happy. He wants you to enjoy life. 
And I feel like when we choose to show that piece of humility, that we will be blessed for it. And your marriage union will be blessed. So um, that is number 10. So I I am going to, you're going to hear some papers here because I'm going to go through them really quick. I want, I'm going to go through the, the 10 again. So you remember. So first, knowledge. Read a book. I gave you the list of different books. I'm not going to go over those. Go back and re-listen to it. Um, but we need to learn how men and women think and work and how this marriage connection thing is supposed to work. It will benefit you greatly, not only in your marriage relationship, but with all relationships around you and your children. Number two, date night. Date at least one time a week. Number three, schedule one night a week for sex. And I said, if you have a problem in this area, DM me and I'll help give you some resources that you can start working on that own, your own journey of connecting to your sexual being. Number four, hug and kiss before leaving the house in the morning and when returning. And it's not a peck. It's one of those kisses that's like, oh, you know what I'm talking about? When you get one of those really good kisses, like, oh, I love you. Right. That's what I want. Um, that's what I encourage for you to um, have for your goal. Number five, work on your part. Don't be so concentrated on your husband's part. It will just create problems. Um, What are some weaknesses that you might have that you can work on strengthening? Do something to help you, okay? Work on being a good listener. Number six, work on being a good listener. Go listen to my my podcast on listening. Um, Everybody wants to be heard, understood, and validated. Being a good listener is a learned skill, okay? So you're going against the natural man or woman that wants to talk and choosing to be a good listener and how to do that so you're not getting triggered when your partner is sharing with you something that might be hurtful to you. You feel like they're telling you you did something wrong and we get triggered, we get defensive. You can learn how to manage moments like that so much better. Um, number seven, come up with a new activity you can do together, either one time a week or once every two weeks. A new activity you can come up together. I actually have one planned, and I can't say what it is because I'm recording this before Christmas, and I'm giving it to my man at Christmas, and he ed- edits my podcast, so I can't say, <laughs> but I'll share it. I'll share it eventually. I'll share. Um, okay, number eight, plan a five-plus-day vacation for this year. No excuses. Find a way. Find a way. And it's so fun to plan it. It's so fun to look forward to it. Number nine, your potty journal or your potty notes. You know, start that. It's fun and it doesn't have to be every single day and you can do it for like a week and stop and, you know, pick it up and do it a month later or whatever. But it's kind of a a fun thing to add to your to the little bit of spice in your marriage. Um, Last one, number 10 is pray together. Pray together and recognize that you don't have to do this alone and be humble enough to share with your supreme being, your heavenly father, whoever it is that you might pray to and share with them what you love about your spouse and let your spouse hear it. I think that will be really powerful. So I I loved, I looked up a couple of quotes Um online for the new year. And I love this one. Cheers to a new year and another chance for us to get it right. (laughs) Right? Like that, isn't that all of us? Like to figure out different things that year and a chance to get it right, chance to get something new in our marriage right. Like always, you know, 
I'm excited. I'm excited for this new year. And then um, another one, I loved this. This was by ModernMarried.com. Our Love Story Live season premiere, January 1st, 2019. Every day we create a new episode in the best reality show ever. Ours. Today is day one of our new season. Let's make it epic. I love that you all have your new season of your reality show, of your life, your marriage, your story coming January 1st, 2019. I hope you will make this new season wonderful and great and adventure and, you know, learning, being willing to learn and open your mind to new perceptions. And it's, I thought that was so creative. That was awesome. So I hope you have a wonderful New Year's. Thank you so much for joining me today. Don't forget, um, actually, yeah, my Taming Jane Academy recorded online course, it ends the 31st at midnight, uh, the $100 off holiday special. So you can currently get it. You you currently can get it for $197 instead of $297, $297. So it ends in just a few days. It's 16 hours of instruction, and you will be watching a live recorded course, so you'll get to know 20 other ladies and hear their questions and comments, and I've had a lot of comments from women who are currently in the middle of the course, because it does take 10 weeks, and they're loving it, and it just warms my heart, makes me so happy that the recorded course is having the same effect as my live so just a reminder about that and remember 30-day guarantee you watch it for four weeks and if it's not for you i will give you a full refund so that can be part of your number one or yeah your number one goal for your marriage this year knowledge learning the language of men because that's what i share and i teach you about the intense woman and i help you connect to your feminine self that woman that he fell in love with so It's a lot of fun. I love Taming Jane Academy. It's the best. Anyway, I hope you have a wonderful New Year's. Take some time for yourself to set some goals and be willing to give back to you because you already do so much for your family and everyone around you. You're an incredible, incredible woman. I have no doubt about it. And I feel honored that you take the time to listen to my podcasts. And thank you for the support. I hope you have a wonderful New Year. Thank you for joining me.